Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly Sedamiro's James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, May the 25th as we come off. Another in a string of disappointing performances by the Philadelphia Phillies against the Florida Marlins because for some reason the Florida Marlins turn into the 1927 Yankees whenever they play the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies uh, score ends at 9-6. to six. It was 9-2 to two heading into the ninth. It wasn't close. They, they put up some runs in the ninth, but don't let that fool you. The Phillies got blown out in this game. It was another just lifeless effort in Miami. I mean, the numbers against Miami are really, I mean, hard to fathom. The Phillies, think about this. Uh, They've lost 10 of their last 14 games in Miami. 10 of their last 14. They are 9 and 17 there. Since the beginning of the 2018 season, they are eight and 18 in their last 26 against Miami overall. It's unbelievable. They turned the Marlins into the best team in baseball. The Marlins are eight. Flip it around. The Marlins are 18 and eight against the Phillies. Their last 26. The Marlins will be leading the National League East handily if they only played the Phillies. It's just infuriating infuriating that's the word it it it, it drives you crazy this marlins thing it's unbelievable it's like the phillies face this team and particularly go down there and just become the worst version of themselves and look to be fair this version hasn't been great this season across the board so it's not hard to be a bad version this season Philly's now at 23 and 25 on the season. That feels like an appropriate record for them. Uh, honestly, you know, the way they play, probably lucky to be there, even though you could point to all the things that could go right and haven't gone right for them. And they've lost games they should win. But I mean, on a basic level, this team just gives up way too many outs. I mean, they just, you're going into a game with like 31 outs instead of 27 if you're the opposing team. 
you know? I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, it's just night after night, the worst defensive Phillies team I've ever seen in my life. Every night. Every night. Hoskins, a routine line drive, flubs it. They don't get the out of first. You know, just like over and over again. Boom. Alec, boom. I saw a stat that uh, Philly's third base is one of the three worst positions in the sport. And obviously, you know, defensive metrics, you know, can sometimes go one way or another. And, you know, who knows what, what goes into this specific metric. But Alec Bohm's been horrible, and we know it. And it's not surprising at all to hear that the Phillies third baseman, as the stat called it, has been one of the worst positions in the sport. I mean, compared to other third basemen. He's awful. He is a horrendous third baseman. He is not fluid, not athletic enough from that perspective. He's too big. He doesn't have a good arm. He, I mean, an accurate arm, I should say. He is just a horrible, horrible third baseman. He gives up outs on a nightly basis. Reese Hoskins at first base. Obviously less impactful than Bohm positionally speaking, but gives up outs on a nightly basis. What an awful defensive first baseman Reese Hoskins is. That guy is flat out at DH. Bum could be a first baseman, I think. Bum could maybe play left field, maybe. Um, he's just not their baseman. Reese Hoskins is not a fielder. Reese Hoskins should not be allowed on a field. He should be forced to play for a team with DH. Bring the DH in the National League. We all need it. We need we enough of pitchers hitting. It sucks. It's not fun. It's it's a bad product, but even still, if if not, I mean, honestly, trade him to an AL team. And uh, you know, look, I I'm not, I'm somewhat tongue in cheek. I mean, I can't get rid of Reese right now. He's one of the few guys hitting on the team. I mean, Reese has been really good. Segura obviously is hitting, but what a what a knucklehead! Like who 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 wants that guy on their team? I mean, let's be real. I mean, ever since the other night, the laying on the ground for five seconds while he gets leapt over by a base runner, it's just like enough of this. Enough with this guy. He's a, he's a a talented player who is a loser player. He just is. He's a loser player. There's a reason he's been on five teams. There's a reason he's never won anything. He's never been on a true contending team. Like, there's a reason. And look, obviously, you don't pin it all back to him, but he's a losing player. No matter what the stats and the numbers say, he's a losing player. And again, he's been one of their best hitters. So, you know, that's that's the conundrum this team continues to find themselves in. You know, they are a, a, a poorly constructed roster. Uh, again, we've talked about they're so top-heavy that when that top-heavy is hurt or not playing well, a.k.a., you know, Bryce Harper, Didi Gregorius, J.G. Romito, you know, when those guys aren't coming through, it, it really, the, the team isn't good enough. And, you know, obviously no one's coming through offensively, defensively. I mean, just what a poorly constructed defense. You know, I mean, it really is. And look, I get that there's not too much you could do in one offseason to, to change that. But just a horribly constructed defensive team, as we're seeing on a night-to-night basis. Again, I, I, I don't say this lightly. I've not said this a lot this season because I've been thinking it. And I don't want to say it rashly. You know, I didn't want to say it in the heat of the moment, night after night, stupid defensive play, after stupid defensive play, after bad defensive play, after unconscionable defensive play. I didn't want to jump to a conclusion. 
But they are flat out the worst defensive Phillies team I've ever seen in my lifetime. The worst I remember, at least. And we had a defensive team a few years ago where Reese Hoskins was playing left field. I mean, come on. The guy can't play first base. He certainly couldn't play left field. And that wasn't as bad. At least didn't feel like as bad a defensive team. It's it's And look, we talk about it all the time, but it's not just that they're not talented there. It's that they don't play smart, seemingly focused baseball out there. I mean, how many easy plays can we blow? How many can we muff? How many? Night after night after night after night after night after the manager says catch the ball night after night after night after nothing. Nothing's going to change. Nothing. Well, they're a horrible defensive team. And it's honestly, they're not good enough to withstand how bad a defensive team they are. You know, if they were a juggernaut offensively or, if, you know, they didn't have a massive hole at the back end of the rotation in two spots, you know, you, you could feel good about three guys. And look, we'll get to Nola. Obviously, Nola's. We have talked about Nola. Nola has definitely been a disappointment so far this season. I, I still feel confident Nola, he'll, he'll figure it out, I think. But, um, and Eflin, you know, again, he hasn't been amazing, but he's been solid. Last night, we'll get into last night. <laughs> Do we have to? Uh, we'll get it last night. Kind of unlucky. Defense didn't help him out. And uh, ultimately, just, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't the best Eflin. But Wheeler's obviously been a stud. Best player on the team by far. Um, but, man, I mean, that four or five star thing, Matt Moore, Chase Anderson, $7 million flushed down the toilet. Neither of those guys are giving you anything this year, um, which leaves massive holes there. And, look, Vinny has been good when he's pitched, which is, you know, great. And, look, maybe he gets something from Vinny. Maybe he can t- keeps it up. I'm not going to bet on Vinny Velasquez to keep it up. You know, I've just I, – I've seen this movie too many times to bet on, you know, Vinny Velasquez to, to make it out of the uh, – haunted house or whatever it is we're talking about um so i i I can't believe it but who knows but even then spencer howard i mean you know obviously i i hope i'm hopeful because of the talent but it's hard to feel great about that and certainly when even if he is starts to be able to pitch more than two innings at a time um they're not gonna let him go more than like four or five so it's not like a true solution to a four or five starter issue and that's a massive problem when this team isn't good enough offensively. And look, they'll be better, I think, obviously, as they move forward with Harper getting back, getting back to pre-getting hit in the face Bryce Harper with Didi coming back from injury, with JT coming back from injury, with Alec Bohm hopefully not sucking. Uh, unbelievable. How bad? And look, we've talked about it. He has been as unlucky as it gets just hitting the ball sharply at people night after night after night after night after night after night after night. So I, I get it. You know, it's a tough spot. But at the same time, he's been terrible. And he's striking out way more. And he's just not – he's not been a good baseball player. And, I look, I had incredibly high hopes for Alec Boehm coming into this season. I thought he was going to be one of the best, if not the best, that are on the team. Like, I, I just thought he was that talented, that good, what we saw last year. I mean, bad 338 last year. But – Look, for, for, I'm sure, a variety of reasons, the sophomore slump is happening, you know, and uh, it's a bad one. He's lost, and it doesn't seem like he's kind of getting any help to make his way through it, and uh, it's tough. It's a shame. It's tough to watch, and he was such an important piece of the hope in the offense coming into the season, 
And obviously, though, Carper's been great for most of the season, but but it's been horrible since he got hit in the face. The numbers are crazy. He's like 8 for 60 or something like that since he got hit in the face. 8 for 50-something. Like, it's it's bad. He's been really bad since getting hit in the face, and he's got all these other injuries. And then, you know, JT on the IL. Didi on the IL. It's just a bad spot, especially, look, we don't have to go into the roster depth thing, but we talk about it all the time. They don't have the roster depth, depth to withstand this stuff, and certainly not if they're top-heavy guys don't play enough, play well enough, you know, you, you have too many roster holes to be a, a all-time bad defensive team, you know? You need to be a way better team to withstand that. And and then, you know, look, the bullpen, which we, you know, have, have vacillated on, but is absolutely better than last season. Obviously, that is not saying much, but they're definitely better than the, the horror show of last season, but still not great, you know? It's not like... Um, there's really anyone you feel 100% confident when they come in the game, right? I mean, there's no shutdown guy. I mean, Neris, you feel good. Alvarado, you feel good, but you know you, with either of those guys, particularly in the situation, it could be a bad night. Um, you feel good about um, Brogdon, but definitely not amazing. You know that, that things can go bad. Uh, you feel... Good about Sam Coonrod, but not amazing. We've seen things go bad. I think you know Coonrod until the other night. You probably feel even better about, but um, Archie Bradley, you, you feel horrible about right now. And then you got guys. I mean, Brandon Kinsler is horrible. I mean, that guy's just not a major league caliber pitcher anymore, and it's a shame. But he's cooked. It looks like he's done. He has not delivered for this team at all. He's been uh, just tuned up in the month of May, and uh, just doesn't look like he has it. Obviously, we've seen other guys not have it. JoJo, you know, injury, it seems maybe injury late. Maybe he was battling that all season, but clearly didn't have it. Um, Ranger Suarez has looked all right since coming up. That's nice to see. Um, David Hale doesn't have it. Matt Moore in the bullpen doesn't have it. Chase Anderson, starting rotation, bullpen, whatever, doesn't have it. This team just has a lot of guys that don't have it. And, you know, when you look at this team, the way it's constructed and the way this season is playing out, you know, you can count on the three Guys at the top of the rotation, I, I do think you'll be able to count on Nola certainly to a, a level where it you know gives you a chance to win games. Um, but right now, that's it. And if this team doesn't hit the ball better, you know, a lot better, um, you know, because like outside of Brad Miller has been great when he plays. Another homer last night. Uh, you know, had the homer in the uh, last game of the Red Sox series. He's been awesome, 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 awesome. Brad Miller needs to play every day. Um, but you know, outside of Miller and Hoskins right now with the other guys injured, no one else and Segura, no one else is really hitting. And, uh, Oduble has been hitting as well, you know, for the last few weeks that that's been good, but just not, not enough. This team has not done nearly a good enough job with runners on base. I mean, the numbers there are, are unbelievable with two outs and runners on base. They've been God awful. Um, and you know, they, they, for all the, you know, deficiencies they have defensively. And to play the game they way, the way they do, the the lack of attention to detail, the little league type stuff, you know, like all that, all that, you can't play that way and, and not be awesome in areas, you know, you can get away with it. And this team's not awesome in areas and they're not getting away with it and they're not going to get away with it. So, um, you know, they better start hitting. <laughs> the real translation because they're they're a flawed team right now and they are showing those flaws night after night and it's not uh it's getting worse not better as of right now 
Um, look, again, I think getting guys back will really help. You know, JT, I mean, what a big part of this team he is. Didi, what a big part of this team he is. Um, Harper, what a big part of this team he is. You know, those three guys alone can change the fortunes of the offense in a big way. Um, but they need to be healthy and they need to be back and they need to be locked in. You know, Harper obviously is quote unquote healthy, but clearly is still feeling the effects of that whole thing. So, um, and again, like Boehm, I think we'll get better, right? I mean, I don't think he's going to, I believe in him as a hitter and I certainly believe in his career as a hitter. I really do. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a 300 type hitter, um, still, but he's lost right now. Um, but you know, again, like, the offense could be better, you know, obviously. Um, and I think it will be better, but it's going to need to be a lot better and it's going to need to be more consistent. You know, this team seems to have just one big inning all the time. It's like, that's it. Let's get our runs in one inning and then either hold on or, or not hold on. But that's it. We're getting our one one inning. And that's uh, that's tough. You can't win games that way. You need consistency. You need to grind Grind at bats, grind out innings, grind out runs, manufacture runs, find ways to score runs along the, the way as the game goes. Take advantage of opportunities like, you know, when the other team gives up outs, like with bad defense. Oh, that's what happens to the Phillies all the time. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the case when you're the Phillies and you do give up all these outs and you, you know, obviously the 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 ideal scenario would be to not do that and to play better defense, play smarter defense, not do these types of things. Um, but they, they don't do that. The Phillies don't. So if they're going to do that, they really need to be more consistent. They really need to hit better. They really need to score more runs. They, they have to do so much better from an offensive perspective. Um, and obviously figure out the, the holes from, from pitching. Let's look back at last night and then we'll get back more into this. Um, as again, you know, not much more to add from, again, it was just a frustrating loss again, cause you know, you want to see him show up in that spot going down to Miami, coming off the two and four homestand, um, going down to Miami against a team that, you know, has owned you I mean, for, for, for lack of a better phrase has owned you has owned you for the last few years. We just talked about the numbers and certainly owned you in their home. Um, and look, Eflin wasn't amazing, but he wasn't bad. Six innings, uh, four runs, only three of them earned six strikeouts, two walks, six hits like, and then Kinsler comes in and gives up four. Um, Chase Anderson comes in and gives up one. That's nine. That's it. You know, the Phillies again, um, get a lead early. Torres scores one in the second. They give it right up in the second. They score one in the third, give it right up in the third. And then the Marlins take off and the Phillies have that big, uh, uh, four on ninth. Um, you know, with the Brad Miller Homer and, and some hits, but again, too little, too late as the Marlins just, uh, just, Came ready to play and got big hits. Corey Dickerson, big triple, kind of broke the game open. Um, Two-run triple. Um, Nice job by him. And nice job by the Marlins because they were the better baseball team. Yet again, yet again in this situation, this Phillies team. Again, going down to Miami against a team that for some mystifying reason has just had your number and has beaten your pants off time and time again. Like, it is frustrating that this Phillies team, it doesn't seem like has these, the the fire, right? I mean, like the, the chip on their shoulder, the 
we want to go down there and show everyone that we can beat the Marlins in Miami, right? I mean, like, where is that? And you don't see it in the games either. They get down big, and there just seems to be no energy. And we've talked about this a little bit recently, too, with, you know, the Boston stuff the other day, yesterday, talking about, you know, Devers hitting the home run and them rolling them around in the shopping cart and the dugout. And, you know, we remember what good Phillies teams were like. I know it's been a long time for all of us, sadly. And 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 unacceptably, you know, like, come on, this is outrageous. Let's get a winning Philadelphia Phillies team back here because, you know, it's the best when this city has a winning Phillies team. But, you know, we remember what it's like. There's an energy. There's an excitement to the group. They're all kind of feeding off each other. You know, it's um, the, the the hitting is contagious thing is a real thing. You know, I, we all played on baseball teams that mattered. And I know it's, it's psychological and all that, but that's what matters. You start getting hits. People seem, you know, less invincible pitchers, this, that, whatever, like you can build on it. And, you know, the Phillies can only seem to do that for one inning. And, and there just doesn't seem to be that fire that, that, you know, who's going out there when they're, when they're, making stupid plays and making errors and getting angry and like whipping this team into a frenzy and, and getting them fired up again. They just went into Miami after a two and four homestand, a game under 500 and a half game up on Miami and losing ground in the division and Mets lost last night as well, but playing with a way more injured roster than the Phillies way more. And you go into Miami, you lose you lose it's just it's it's frustrating this team's frustrating this marlins thing i know i said it the other day and it's just true it's just like the marlins thing is like the the exclamation point the the most mystifyingly annoying ridiculous part of this annoying thing with this phillies team the last few years of this mediocrity of this inability to get over the hump to find ways to win important games whatever and this marlins thing is like the poster child example of it that the fact that they just can't beat this team that you know honestly i mean if you look back at at the numbers we just talked about the record eight and 18 in the last 26 like if you flip that i mean they're in the playoffs last year for sure they have a chance at the playoffs in 2019 like and this year you know look you're already you know what? Uh, one and f- one and three against the Marlins this season, and I'm sure that'll get worse over the next three games. And then, like you know, is is that the thing that keeps them from from making the playoffs? Like just just the Marlins, just beating the Marlins can be the kind of thing like that. Again, it can have such an impact because the Phillies, you know, those are the games got to win, and they just can't seem to beat this team. It's like a psychological thing at this point. I don't understand it. It is. Again, mystifying is really the only word that comes to my mind, and it's just frustrating. And this team on the road continues to stink. <sighs> Joe Girardi continues to not do – look, and I, again, I know it comes back to players. I do. I do. You know, the players need to be better. They don't have anything. In the, It feels like there's no leadership in the clubhouse. There's no driving force with all these guys. There's no, like we just talked about, camaraderie and all that type of stuff. But but also on top of that, you know, Girardi is uh, lukewarm too. It seems like he's asleep at the wheel half the time. The the decisions, in-game decisions, we've talked about them a ton of times, but have been, you know, confusing and, and at times, you know, outrageous. And also, like, I mean, where's the accountability? 
you know, if if a team plays sloppy baseball night after night after night after night, why even have a manager if a manager can't do anything about that, right? I mean, why? Isn't that, like, one of the few things that would fall under the manager's purview? Like, being ready to play, being accountable for mistakes, tightness, focus. I mean, what what else got the manager supposed to do, right? I mean, that's that's the stuff. Yeah, I've been disappointed with Gerardi, you know. Uh, all right, heading into tonight, uh, another game against the Marlins. The Phillies are now a game and a half back in the division of the Mets since the Mets lost two, but they are now technically as fourth place uh, as the Marlins and the Braves now a half game better than the Mets. Uh, excuse me, than the uh, Phillies. They are one game back in the Mets. Both those teams, Washington is a half game back in the Phillies with the entire division within two games of each other now. You know, I guess that is the silver lining that no one's pulled away. You can latch onto that as a Phillies fan. That is, you know, important and good and, you know, yay. You got to be better if you want to be able to take advantage of that, and they haven't. Um, tonight, back out against the Marlins, we'll see. Can they start to win some games against the Marlins? I don't know. Uh, they certainly do not have the pitching advantage. And I, Vinny, again, who's been good lately, but going up against Sandy Alcantara, who we just saw dominate just own the Phillies and it was at six innings nine K's the other day in in Phillies now at home going up against Vinny so yeah great Nola tomorrow Spencer Howard uh, for hopefully more than two innings we'll see more than two effective innings on Thursday at 12 10 an early one on that one so we'll see bad guy tonight maybe they can steal a game against Alcantara we'll see um I'm not hopeful you know why because they're playing the Marlins but we'll see fingers crossed maybe they win one uh, either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, so until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.